opening your eyes. I, I would like to start with uh, a poem that I wrote today, right after uh, I finished listening to the album. And it says, from sorrow to pain, the flesh travels its journey, inventing its dreams as a way of redeeming its essence. That which shows the path of tasting the anger, of listening to the message and staring to the unknown. This life is a miracle. Every suffering is a gift, which shows me the power of piercing through the bliss. Go on and feel every emotion that your experience brings into you. For that is what makes us human, and we came here to just be. Beautiful. Um, and the, yeah, we will talk about the album, The Sound of Perseverance from the band Death. This album was first published on 1998. And I, I would like to start asking you, what does perseverance mean in your experience as a human being? Um, I, I've been thinking a lot about that also today, because I also went through a walk in the forest and listened to the album after, after a while. It's, it's, an, it's an album that I don't listen so often, but when I listen it, it's very powerful for me. And I was thinking on that, uh, about the title, The Sound of Perseverance, and about perseverance, and what, what it means to me. And um, um, perseverance for me would be uh, never give up, uh, but never give up on what I truly believe and feel and know, uh, regardless of every thing, person, or uh, event trying to bring that down. That and I think uh, this is very well connected to my path because um, um, there there has been many moments in my life where people or or friends or family or situations or places try to bring me down or and the perseverance for me is to keep going keep uh, keep that uh, faith in what i'm doing uh, that i know that it's it's something worth um, because of the joy that I feel doing something or the, uh, how much I enjoy doing something or how much I feel connected to that something or how much I believe that this is something uh, worth and good to, to, to bring forth or to keep exploring or to uh, keep creating or yeah, whatsoever. And, and where does it come from? The perseverance? Yeah. Uh, 
question <laughs> from where where everything comes from <laughs> and what is that and what is that and how does that relate <clears throat> to the lyrics of the song of the songs of um, the <clears throat> from the emptiness from the void from the empty darkness uh, i mean you you talk about where the lyrics from the song come and, and i feel like the lyrics from this the lyrics and this and uh, and, the, and the music itself uh chuck Chuldiner and his whole philosophy comes from a very from a very dark and empty space it's very like a a very deep philosophy. Um, I, 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 I see Chuck Chuldiner as a as a poet, as a mastermind, as a crazy musician, as a very virtuous guitarist, as a very unique human being in this history of mankind. Mm. Yeah, and today as I was listening to the to the album, I I connected a lot with the title of it with perseverance because I I thought it was an act of perseverance to go through it, like to experience it fully in mm. in a full way because it's uh, so so dense in emotions in like uh, changes of rhythms in different sounds in different like energies and I'm not used to yeah. listen to this kind of music so it was a yeah. like a an experience for perseverance for me to go through it like to yeah. I, I sat down and I was like all the time going through it and it felt like I was uh, like running a marathon in a way and mm -hmm. um, It's funny yeah. that you say this because I also, I, when I was listening to the album and when I was in the last song, I thought to myself, I think I never listened the whole album, like really immerse myself mm -hmm. in the whole album, like, uh, and that was really interesting because, um, yeah, I had the so, same feeling. So, so today was the first time that you have like listened to to it in a whole not really but uh, i mean to give it fully my attention because mm. uh, many times i played uh, for tattooing or i played on the background or i see it and i and i and i listen to it but i listen a couple of songs and then i i'm i'm off to doing something but um, it's really Yeah, today I think it was the first time that I really immersed myself in the whole album. And that was interesting. Uh, and much, said... matches a little bit to what you said. That, I mean, I, I love metal, but I, it's not something that, it's not the style of music that I listen now every day. Um, actually, there's no style of music that I listen every day. I listen so wide. Uh, genders of music that yeah uh, it's, it's, yeah and and what what did it bring today like what did it uh, pop up in <clears throat> your experience 
as you were going uh, through. <laughs> so uh, I, I walk with Maya, our dog, and with Mara on my chest, uh, uh, our daughter, and um, uh, we walk to the forest. And I didn't want to play the album until I am in the actual forest. So I your 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 three month old daughter too. Yes, uh, um, ten weeks and five days. <laughs> uh, Mara, Maga, here in in Deutschland. In Germany, her name is Maga. It's very nice because in Spanish, Maga is the magician girl. Mm. Um, yes, so I went with her in the in the chest in the um, uh, I don't know what's the name of this thing to put her in in English. Yeah. And when I was inside the forest, I put it on full power with this noise canceling headphones and. I had a crazy goosebumps in my whole body. <laughs> mm. um, this uh, this drumming of um, Scarvenger of Human Sorrow is always like uh, so much power. And I had crazy goosebumps. Uh, it's been a while that I don't listen to death and to, to the sound of perseverance. And it it was really powerful. And I, in this moment that I had started to feel goosebumps everywhere, uh, it was really like an electricity going all through my body. I, I started to realize, because Mara was living, and I started to realize that she was like shaking or moving also. Hmm. So for sure she felt it. <laughs> it was really powerful. And, um, and I also was listening in a different way today because I really... Uh, I put my headphones on and I try to listen it for first time. Mm. Uh, I've listened it so many times and Scarvenger from Sorrow, I listened it so many times and I put the headphones on and I really was like, I'm listening for the first time. And this was very interesting because as I went through the album, I really felt so many things and, and I realized why I like it so much. Yes, it was very interesting. And why, why do you like it so much? Because, uh, because it's a very powerful energy, because it's uh, full of change. It's like a very unpredictable. Uh, it's uh, very dynamic. It's uh, speeding up in the right moment. Uh, and you don't... Uh, it's very smooth. The, the transitions and the, the changes sometimes can be really brutal but at the same time, very smooth. Uh, uh, um, it's so such a masterpiece for me how it's crafted, this album. We, uh, the Sound of Perseverance, if you don't know, is the last album of, of Death uh, before Chuck mm. Till Dinner died. And um, yes, it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's for me such a crazy masterpiece when, when I when I talk about this album with my uh, drumming teacher, well, now I'm not in drumming lessons since, since a while, but I was in drumming teacher uh, lessons last year and I talked about this album with him and he was like, respect. Like the drumming of this album is, I, mm. yes, and, and, and as a drummer, well, yeah, I consider myself a drummer even if, even if I'm not drumming right now at the moment, 
drums because I drum the like a like a shamanic drum uh, a lot. But uh, I talk about drums. Uh, it's very interesting to like to to keep the the rhythm behind. Mm. It's uh, very complex. Yeah, it was like hard to go through it. It was like so yeah, so dense, uh, man. Boy, like a really mass of power. It's... Yeah, and and I like I listened to it for the first time today, and then afterwards I was reading the lyrics because as I was listening to it, there was some pieces of the lyrics that I could understand. Not like mm -hmm. the whole of it, and um, I think that it deserves a lot of more listens after having read the lyrics and like understanding a little bit more about where it goes to. As you yeah. say, it was like the the last album of the band and and Chuck Dinner. I read one of the comments in YouTube, and a guy said that he was like. Um, trying to move away from death and, and transition into a, another project that he had. So this was like a, a something that uh, he created as an expression of his willingness to move, but like life not le letting him to do it. Yeah. I mean, so, we don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he's doing it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. And I, I, See, I'm curious. A transition to that. I, I'm curious about, uh, like, uh, when was the, f like, if you remember, when was the first time that you listened to it, and how, how was your life in that moment, and how much of, of that life is present in you today? And what can you recognize of that? Um, I don't, for sure, don't remember when I first listened, but uh, all the, like, metal came to my life because I was uh, in my first school. I would say when I was around 12, 13 years old. Uh, and in my classmates, we were listening a lot of metal, and we we gathered in the in the in the break of lunch that was the longest. And after lunch, we went to the to a room that we had where we can put the radio, and we listened metal. And we we it was really fun. We were like I don't know, 10, 20 people, like running from one side of the other of the room <laughs> and like uh, listening to metal and or, or or just like being there with our hands like or we were kids enjoying a lot but listening really good music uh, that class uh, uh, in that class uh, they are really great musicians like right now people from that class are really really good musicians and that was like a beginning was like we were listening to really good music, really great metal that now I remember in the last couple of years, sometimes I remember albums that we used to listen in that time that I didn't put so much attention to the music itself like I would do now. And, and it's like, wow, it's 
really good. And um, yeah, there the, the was always uh, like a really good taste of music in this. Uh, um, I was not somebody that was like uh, bringing music. Uh, I was more like eating it, mm. receiving it. Um, yes, and I appreciate a lot uh, this time because um, yeah, in this time uh, was very interesting. Actually, one of my first concerts was when I was like 13, 14, uh, was Cannibal Corpse. And it was crazy, powerful. I mean, first concert, 13, 14 years old, listen to Cannibal Corpse, it was something mind-blowing. And um, yeah, so I, I, around that time, I would say, I listened for the first time. And in, in that time, uh, it was uh, like a very energetic thing to move around, to jump, to crash with, with other people, you know, or to like really move. It was like... A, very physical this music in that time and now um, now it's not so much like this even if I, like uh, the last concert of metal I went was uh, I think yeah two years ago in the beginning yeah two years ago I went to see Beyond Creation in Berlin and I didn't move <laughs> <laughs> I, meditate, I, I kind of meditated the whole concert. I stand in the middle and I was like really processing the music with my whole body, but not in a physical way, like going, going like, like many people were in the front in the, in the motion. And I didn't feel like going there. I was really like feeling fully. So I think that um, it's very different periods of my life of, in the way of how I listen music, how I, um, how I let music go through. Yeah, I am, <laughs> I am like beyond excited because there is like a, a, something really deep and interesting in the story that you just told because I, what I see is a young child in a place that was not fitting who he like was so the like this piece of music that touched like the, this deep string of yourself and that uh, resonated with that string in a way that made you like it without you even understanding why, like the, the expression of that in that moment where your life was not uh, like fitting that threat or fitting yourself was anger or like, wow, like wanting to like express it on the outside and like destroy you know and yes. and now actually now actually same... in that room we used to we destroyed a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah and, and now like that same expression of this piece of music that connects to your like uh, internal thread yeah. is like not moving because you want to experience it like on the deeper core and and you feel this electricity that is a state of trance that is a, a consequence of your whole nervous system 
connected to what is happening in your experience in that moment. So how, yeah, how connected were you uh, to yourself when you were in that room throwing um, things around? So this is another very long tema, I think, uh, because this touches another whole uh, huge tema which I'm going through right now, which is education. Mm. Um, right now I'm a father. So Patricia, my, my girlfriend, she has an eight-year-old son, Bella. And now we are uh, parents of uh, baby Mara. And of course, we, uh, it comes uh, a lot this time about education in my mind because, um, because, I, I've, because I don't like the system of how we humans get educated um, in, in, in the most, um, uh, where the most people get educated because now there's another current of education like a Montessori or Baldor. But um, I was not there. Uh, so all my school uh, time, I was forced to become somebody. I was forced to compete to, and, and I was forced to go to a school that disconnected me from myself. And I was suffering mm. every single day to go to that school in silence because I had to do it. And I had no fucking chance. So I was every day suffering in silence. And um, this disconnected me totally from myself and uh, cut my wings and uh, uh, isolated me from my soul. Um, and it's very, as soon as I could start drinking and that we, I start partying, I became so addicted to alcohol because I was so lost in life that alcohol became like a huge escape for me. Uh, I was so deeply depressed without showing it outside because I, I, I got used to, to, to be, to show it, to show outside that I'm fine, you know, because I suffered so much in silence and uh, nights and nights of crying and crying and crying alone in my bed that um, it became normal and it became normal to me to show that I'm fine. But inside of me, I was suffering. I was disconnected from myself. If I was disconnected from what I love, if I was disconnected from what I love to do, um, I was disconnected from myself. Mm. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's been a huge theme. And I talk with Patricia a lot about this because uh, I don't want this for my kids and I don't want this for anybody. And, I, and I, uh, the other day I read a quote from uh, Maria Montessori uh, uh, about like the roots of war, uh, we, uh, our society, we, we uh, humans teach for competence. And this is the root of every war. And I, when I read this quote, it really touched me because um, I see it on myself. I see it on myself uh, and, and, and how I was raised and that I was raised to be the best and, I will, and, and being the best means you have to be the best, be, better than somebody else. And this for me, uh, never matched, you know, it was, 
I never wanted to be the best. When my father told me like, yeah, you have to be the best. I was like, no, I don't want to be the best. Mm. And really, literally. And uh, so, yeah, answering, I told you it's a huge tema. And especially right now in my life, we took it. Um, I think the whole education system and uh, building humans for competing with each other is totally fucked up and this uh, totally isolates us from our soul and from who, what we are really here for, you know? Yeah, and, and, and which is like the, the difference in the experience of this piece of music, like, because this piece of music is like the thread that connects like uh, the two stages of your life and the different yeah. connections that you had with your with yourself so what is like the the um like the subjective different experience of yourself as you were listening to the music how can you recognize like, the like, difference like something like the common denominator from all, the, both stages mm, no i Or... i'm like uh like in a bodily level, in an experiencing level, like which is the difference between both and, and which one feels better? <laughs> um, I don't, I cannot say that one feels better than the other one because mm. uh, it, it felt great in that time too. It was like a really escape. It, it was so much fun. We had so much fun in this room and mm. jumping around and, and, and listening to this music loud. And it was so great. It was like really the best moment in every day was after this, after lunch and we go to this room to just listen music and jump around. It was so mm. amazing. And now it's different, but it's also great uh, to listen this music walking in the forest with my, with my daughter on the chest and, and, and walking the dog, you know, it's, it's totally different situation, totally different experience, the same music. Uh, Uh, and both are great or, or both were great um, yeah yes. yeah like yeah I, I asked you like which is better and then I said like why why do I need to like be partial in that way like yes. if we if we keep that partiality of something being better than another thing uh, that perpetuates the problem of competence of competency because it's like uh, measuring with the same ruler <laughs> yeah so yes, yeah it's totally different timelines totally different uh, diff everything different what, what i can see is like uh one part which was in the school that was like uh with peaks of emotions much uh pronounced in a way so this moment of extreme excitement and then going to your bed and crying uh being fucking depressed and now like more east you know i forgot how to cry if i could cry every night maybe i would <laughs> <laughs> because uh because i i am still depressed uh i uh, I think that's uh, that's um, less depressed than before. Yes, less. But I'm still depressed and I'm still suffering. Mm. Um, 
but I am taking responsibility and I am and I, now I am in my way and I'm in connected again with my soul but I'm still suffering and I'm still depressed less than before yes this for sure I'm more happy than than five years ago or ten years ago yes absolutely but this doesn't mean absolutely like at all that I'm happy and I'm a happy person and I'm a, a, free from suffering and so uh, this music also connects me a lot with, with suffering of human with mm. the human suffering with the flesh with um, being here as a human is suffering uh, and that's that's a reality mm. yeah one one of the parts of of the of the album that i was able to get the lyrics and listen like clearly was uh, one part where where he spoke about the flesh and and that like that word connected me with like the experience of being here like what flesh brings into our experience as a as a soul like this particularity of our soul as a mass of flesh carries with it uh, so much behold the flesh and the power it holds mm. that's the name of the song yes yes uh, it's there's so much memory in the flesh and like nature there, all the memory from ever it's there so and uh, the history of humans is full of suffering full of pain it's um, it's amazing uh, how pain for me i mean as a tattoo artist pain for me is a huge teacher um and and go deeper into that pain has um, brought me a lot of healing hmm. yeah the painkiller and where does your pain come from i don't know uh, osa yes i know uh, but uh, there's a lot of pain that i feel now that i don't know where it, where it comes from that's why i'm working with the uh, master plants because they are helping me to discover where this comes from and how to work it and release it because um, many things are like for example this trauma of going to a school where i was suffering every day and that was like a very very big thing like in the in the in my biography but many other things uh, created a lot of trauma uh, and also the birth my birth was really difficult i've been processing a lot in the last couple of years my birth and the, the whole perinatal uh, experience and and trauma and the and there's a lot of pain from beyond that I don't, I cannot remember now where it comes from. 
can be that it's from another life, can be that it's from another experience as another human or animal, or I don't know. Uh, I'm really curious and open to, to understand. And also, uh, it's, it's also like, I feel and I believe that uh, we are connected to, to the collective uh, pain also. So a lot of the pain we, we feel or we carry, it's, uh, it's, co it's collective. And uh, because we are, I feel like we're going through a personal and collective process we, which are like, inter, like interwoven and uh, they are, yeah, they are both connected and, and sometimes uh, what we need to heal is apart from the collective uh, or, or like a collective uh, um, trauma that can release us or sometimes it's something uh, personal or transpersonal and so, yeah, I, I, I'm curious where it comes from. I mean, I, I know a lot about where it comes from, but that pain that I know where it comes from is not there anymore. So mm. what, I, what is there now, I don't know. Uh, actually, uh, the last weekend I had a, a ceremony with the, with the Iboga. It's a master plant from, from Africa. Um, and it, I was told couple of days before that it was not the right time but but i know that um, uh, this plant will help me a lot to understand a little bit more yeah it's um, it's such a mystery uh, life it's such a deep mystery and i don't even know if i will have all the answers or i will if i will ever know in this life or if i if i will be able to answer those questions in in this life Maybe not, because I feel like it's 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 a lot of work and it's a a lot of pain. Mm. And when when you uh, experience pain and you are able to recognize where it comes from, what is your uh, way of dealing with it? How how do you process it? Um, uh, either I process it or either I escape from it so it's like a mix and mm. uh, I think like this goes like in waves there's moments in life where I'm really tired of life <laughs> and mm. I'm more I'm more evading um, the pain and I'm I spend more time on screen or 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 doing things that take that put me out of the pain mm. uh, spending more time in I don't know watching stuff or uh, uh, yeah uh, or drinking or a lot or yeah, different ways of Uh, getting out of it but um, uh, meditation is a very good tool for me to get in contact with 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 what i'm feeling because uh, 
what I've realized with meditation is that what we experience on the surface level, what we feel uh, on the surface level, when we start to go layers and layers closer to that sensation, the sensation is transforming. And it's nothing like what we experience in a very superficial level. Mm. So I understand the importance of, of going deeper and to fully observe and feel that sensations because uh, the, uh, we are also working and releasing uh, by, by going deeper into the observation of the, those sensations. And, and um, yeah, but, but, but there's some things or some sensation or some pain that need you to do something to go very deep because it's not possible sometimes to go so deep. So, mm. and, and, in, and in this in these cases come the work with the master plant that uh, uh, for me for me it's been something huge in my life so the, the, the first time that I that I tried any psychedelic was when I was 21 and I had and I study a lot about LSD and I and in my first experience I felt really ready to to go through this and I I, uh, something inside of me told me, okay, it's the moment. And I went to the forest alone. I was with a bunch of friends, but I, then I left them all and I went alone in the forest and have a walk in, in nature. And this day, my whole life changed and I discovered how powerful these tools are and, um, and, and how deep you can go. Uh, and, I, and I was so fascinated uh, directly. I changed my life so much after this experience because uh, I realized that uh, there is so amazing tools available for us that they were demonized for me. Like my whole life, these tools were demonized. Uh, but as, uh, as I got in contact with them, I got really deeply con in contact with myself and with stuff that was de very deep, hidden and forgotten. Um, yeah, so this is... Uh, this for like um, ceremonially uh, working with master plants or psychedelics it's a very important way of processing this uh, mm. pain uh, for me meditation uh, um, well uh, yesterday i was talking with my girlfriend about this because she she was like um, um she told me one moment like uh, you told me that uh, heal, you are here for healing and healing is the most important thing uh, for you in life. So that makes uh, psychedelics the most important thing in your life. And I was thinking about it. I was like, no, actually, it's not so much like this because, uh, yes, I, I, I feel like I'm here for healing uh, myself and healing myself, healing my family and healing my family. And, and if we are all healing, we're healing the earth. But uh, everything can be medicine. So this walk today in the forest with, with my daughter on the chest and uh, listening to this album with Maya on the side uh, was medicine. Mm. Maybe not in a, such a deep level, uh, but it was medicine. And, and, I, and, I have, and I feel like the more medicine we put in our lives, the better lives we're going to live and the more, more closer we're going to get to release all this pain. 
uh, and, and, and life itself is going to bring us to what do we really need to, to release this pain because it can be that psychedelics are not for you, but can be that you, that uh, holotropic breath work is for you or tattooing is for you. Getting tattooed, I have, uh, I have clients that uh, tell me that tattooing is a therapy for them and they are, they are meditating and they don't meditate. Hmm. So, yeah, let me put the light on. Give me one second. Yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking about how, uh, how much pain did Chuck Chuldiner go through that he was able to express into the music that he created. And through that expression, be able to heal or to be the vehicle for healing for so so much people that are going through that pain going through that suffering of being in a place where they know that they are like not fully themselves but they cannot mm. get out of that yeah. and and Hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm thinking yes, like because uh, somehow it's like going home. The, this album, you know, somehow it's really like going to a place where you feel like understood. Hmm. For me, uh, and I know that for a lot of people, I mean, for you it was quite a shock today because you don't regularly listen metal and it's not like a gender that you really like. Uh, yeah, but that, that brings me to the, the question, like, what is in metal that is this vehicle for so many people? And at the same time, it's such a, like a hard listen to someone that is not used to it. Like, I, I'm thinking about one YouTube comment of the album where the guy said, there is no so like so many people that are able to understand this but if you are able to understand it you get to a point where you feel something that is not available is not available for everyone and i i'm thinking like how much of that pain that i uh see that a lot of people uh, that listen metal are going through uh, how much of that pain is um i forgot where i was going man but there there is a lot in there that i it's it's very interesting for me like about metal itself, because I know that if I put that piece of music with my parents, they will say like, what the fuck is this? So there yeah. is like a sensitivity that is built because of that pain. That is yeah, okay. also fucking also, special. It's also, 
very easy, easily judged this music by somebody that is not used to listen something like this. It's very like, for example, the 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 guttural singing. It's something very easy to judge as like, what the fuck is that? But have you ever done something like this before? It's mm. great. I mean, uh, sometimes I, I, I make this like uh, uh, Mongolian singing. <laughs> now it's been a while, but... Uh, <laughs> it's coming really from very deep down inside. And uh, <laughs> it's a great thing to do. Mm. Uh, and for some people, yeah, sound like wow, what is? This? But it's a, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it's is it, like we're all connected and more to certain music, certain sounds, and uh, more far from certain gender, certain sounds, and. That's okay. It's part of the journey. But I think it's interesting always to have an open mind and and to listen something, like to really listen something uh, before uh, judging it, uh, like listen a music piece. Yeah, but it's okay if you're not if you don't feel connected to a specific music. That's that's totally fine. Uh, it's not mainstream and it will never be uh, because it's very powerful, very strong. And uh, yeah. The other day I, I listened to someone saying, bliss is any emotion fully felt. And I love it because it opens the door for pain for joy for any any emotion and and if if you do that process of understanding the emotion and like experiencing it fully it brings up uh, an understanding of the non uh, non-permanent nature of life that brings peace at least for me mm. Mm. yeah yes i i agree um, and um, i think there's no good or bad emotions um bella um, patricia's son, uh, son has a book that is uh, it's a German book that is, the title is Every Emotion is a Good Emotion. Mm. And, it's a, and it's a book where there's monsters where he make a tick on each monster in the end of the day of the emotions that he had that day. And he can write a little bit about his emotions in that day. And, and it's, uh, it's great. Uh, it's a great tool for, for kids. And I see on himself and and uh, uh, and 
to to understand that every emotion it's it's fine uh, and it's uh, fine to feel anything that we are feeling but many times uh, some emotions are demonized and like it's like you you should not feel this or that or think this or that but uh, when we really let everything just be and and the, the emotion that come to just be, don't fight with them, uh, experience them, live them. And same like the thoughts, sometimes we judge ourselves because the thoughts we're having and it's not even us. So it's a good thing to just uh, let that thought be and explore it, maybe has something good to tell us or to show us. And if not, it will go. But if we fight uh, with the emotion, if we fight with the with the thoughts, they will like become stronger. Hmm. I'm I'm wondering how how many emotions did that twelve year old Felipe experience that he was not able to deal with or to accept them, and how that uh, has like a as a consequence, uh, the suffering that you feel now. Yes, yes it's... Um, yeah, now I understand the, like how difficult it is to grow up where, in, a, in a family where you don't have um, emotional support. Uh, we, we were raised in a family like I... I love my parents and the way they did everything. I am really grateful because everything led to what's going on now. It was perfect, but uh, it teach me a lot. Like uh, what are the consequences of raising kids without a uh, very strong emotional support? Um, and how much pain that generates. Uh, mm. Yeah. And um, how would you help or what would you say to a person that is going through a lot of suffering in his life, in her life right now? How, how would you transfer your life experience into something that that person can listen and make some progress? Um, I would have a conversation. Um, I like to connect a lot one-on-one one -on -one with people. I've always been more friend of one-on-one, uh, -on -one, that group uh, conversations or group meetings. Uh, I am really friend of one-on-one. -on -one. And I, I enjoy a lot to talk with people and to open everything, you know. I'm, I'm really... I'm really open with people that I just met and uh, for me, it's it, it's it's okay to share what's going on inside of me. Uh, 
and uh, the same way in that way of opening up I, I i open the door for people to open up to me and and this happens a lot nowadays so i i do it i do it every day uh, or not maybe not every day but i do it a lot and uh, for me it's a, it's it's a big passion for for me to to understand uh, pain and uh, and suffering and to help people that are suffering and um, the, the the tool that i found that is the most helpful for me is uh, the, the work with the medicines and it's something that uh, i i encourage people to to get in contact with in a very respectful and, and sacred way with, with the right people, not never to do it alone and to do it uh, um, very responsibly. These are very powerful tools that uh, things can go not in the way we, we would like to if, if they are not done right. But um, but for me, they have been such a incredible thing in my life. Uh, like, uh, and I'm talking about, about LSD, San Pedro, uh, ayahuasca, uh, changa, mushrooms. I work a lot with all these medicines and they have helped me so much that I, uh, this is like something I, I share a lot, like the, my experience and, and, and what, I, uh, what I know about them. And, and I really, really believe that uh, if more humans would be having these experiences, we would be more happy as a collective and we will have less troubles as a collective and, and as individuals too. Uh, the world would be a better place if, if, we, if more humans would get in touch with, in a ceremonial way with, with, with psychedelics. And um, yes, and uh, meditation also is a very good, good, good thing to learn. But I understand that it's not something that I can teach somebody in one hour. I mean, I went to Vipassana because I really wanted to learn uh, to meditate, you know. And I, and I understood after these 10 days in silence, that it's so important to, to really understand what you're doing, to go through these 10 days in silence, meditating the whole day. And it's not something that you can really learn in one hour. Actually, I, I told my, my teacher of the Vipassana uh, that I'm a tattoo artist and, and that I actually would be great that I, uh, if I can teach my clients to meditate so they can uh, use tattooing as a tool to to heal if they are able to observe the sensation instead of fighting with the pain. And he laughed at me. Uh, he told <laughs> me, yeah, man, it sounds great, but it's not something you can teach somebody in an hour or two or three. Mm. You have to, th that's why this whole thing is made in 10 days because uh, you cannot learn in one day. So yeah, I would love to teach people how to meditate, but <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Uh, but I can mm. encourage people to do vipassana, for example. Uh, 
as I did many times and, and some people went and then they were really grateful. Yeah, uh, some people need to be listened and it's great to listen, but uh, most of us really need to go deep uh, to, to free all that dense stuff that's going on inside, step by step. It's too much. And um, yeah. And, and I see. Go. I've seen crazy stuff like people life change with a session of Changa, like a 10 minutes experience, literally 10 minutes experience change their life forever. Uh, and that can be the case sometimes, but uh, also sometimes you need to do deeper work to to be happier, to be more like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's such a big mystery, you know? Uh, when I went to do a retreat in the jungle, I met people that, uh, have, that have done 15 diets in the jungle of 10 days with ayahuasca and been in more than 150 ceremonies of ayahuasca. And they're still going and going and going because there's so much healing to do. And some people, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's, I feel like it's really important to get in touch with yourself and to really then follow what what is coming and and to don't judge and to listen. Mm. Yeah, and perhaps that is like the the transition in into which we are heading to. That is hopefully uh, more of us understanding that we came here to just be and to experience and to connect with who we are and as as soon as we start uh, doing that it's like the most powerful drug of them all because it's not only about ayahuasca or san pedro or meditation it's about finding what works for you and yeah. fi yes. finding finding the 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 strength and the power within yourself to to truly trust in in what you in what you know is true and and in the, in in your case what like kicked off this whole transformation was you truly believing that that experience in the forest with LSD was going to be something that would uh, click something in your life. And See, it's interesting to go back to that because before that experience, I had no really expectation that this would be an experience that will make a click or that would, but it was something that really was um, I felt a calling. I have to do this. I don't know what's going to happen and I don't care what's going to happen. Maybe I die. I don't care, but I have to do it. There's something really inside of me telling me you have to do this. And, and where, when, there are, when there are these callings, it's important to, to do what we really want to do with, with the proper research, with the proper uh, in, in a I mean, not talking about psychedelics, but in general, like if you want to go and live in Morocco uh, and, and, and after time 
you keep having that uh, like this calling and you understand nothing why you want to leave, go and live in Morocco I think it's a good idea to do it mm. um, yes and, and I agree a lot that we have to really get in, in touch with ourselves to with this uh, voice and 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 uh, get dreams solid and and trust and and have faith like bring yes. back that faith that we were taught as as a young child growing in a christian environment like have faith in something that is beyond yourself and and start a uh, empowering your experience into the faith of who you are and who you can become and what you have inside i think that the transferring of faith from the outside to the inside is is something that needs to happen so that we can uh, take action and and be responsible for what we do and and the decisions that we make and where we are at because we are the the masters of our own reality um yeah um what can i say yes <laughs> i i agree and yeah and and then i get back in, in my mind to education because it's it's um so powerful how kids are educated nowadays how kids are educated always everywhere uh, so that they they can be themselves and they are not like uh, destroyed by by the system By the by the educational system, by by the whole system. Uh, the other day, I listened to a father uh, saying, "Like uh, my my son has to go through through he has to learn to go through this system because out there is a war, uh, and and this was before the war started in in Ukraine and Russia. He was saying like out there like." There is a war happening, and we have to fight to to survive and to get our food and to have a work, you know. And I was listening to him like, no, no, I, I don't believe that. Um, but so many people are, are are really believing this, you know, that we have to really fight in life and we and, and to compete to to get our money and to. Uh, to make it and I don't believe it uh, I really don't believe it I, I now I, I, I'm very happy to work in what I really like to do and for me going to work it's going to have a lot of fun and spend time with great people and I and, and, and even if there are great artists in the same city doing similar thing to what I do There's no competence. Uh, I, I don't believe in that. Uh, but mm -hmm. the problem is that a lot of people believe in this. 
a lot of people believe in this. And this is a problem. This is a big problem because uh, many of our children are getting educated uh, in these teachings that we have to compete and we are going to war. Like mm. life is it's like a battle. Um, yeah, yeah, step by step. I think yeah, do, getting doing the work ourselves is a is a good good thing to do to to keep doing the work to uh, by keep doing the work. I mean the internal work to keep uh, uh, being the best version we can of ourselves to keep um, being true to ourselves to be keep meditating to keep uh, doing our rituals whatever they are and um, keep you going just, keep healing you speak about war and and we have a war going on in the world right now i mean there is a lot of wars that have been going on for a while but now there is one that it's like very present and um like you were all also part of this war that you are talking about competence and what is at the other side of war in your experience do you understand <laughs> uh, yes creativity i think uh, yeah. creativity because uh, in in no war i've seen like creative processes uh, and i think when you go Past that, you discover creativity, mm. or 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 it's like a opposite thing from war. I, I see it very uh, in my experience. For example, when I when I went through my own inner war, or when I started to access to that war, I start to discover my creativity and ways of uh, expressing. Mm. So, yeah, I would say creativity, it's an important thing that it's, uh, it's interesting. There, there's, there's not much creativity in war. You see, mm. there's no war. Most, really. mo most of it is like fighting against war happening, like expression yes. of creativity to fight the fact that war is going on. <laughs> I mean, somebody designed guns and give them a design. That was a creative process for sure, but I, I don't know. In the, in, the, in the act of making war, there's no creativity. Or at least I don't see it. Maybe there is, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I feel um, complete with that, uh, with that answer. And and for starting uh, closing this uh, ritual, because I want to build this space as a ritual, and I appreciate the fact that you are uh, being here because it shows me the, the potential that this has as a way of, of healing, because your answer to when I ask, what would you say to a 
person that is going through depression was connection. And this is a way of connecting with another one without hiding behind the the group without hiding behind mm. the mass and and i think that there is a a, a very very strong uh, medicine in in that not hiding yeah. behind we we have to normalize depression because we are i think all of us we are depressed at some point we are part of this super fact that humankind which uh, it's very fucked up <laughs> and uh, we have to really normalize depression and all these feelings and to talk about it and and uh, normalize all these feelings and, and the pain and and the, the women are making a very big step on this uh, like the, the feminist uh, movement uh, I feel like it's doing a huge step into a uh, pain uh, like and I think we men need to do that also to to open up to to talk about the things to talk about uh, in, in the meetings with other men to talk about the things that are happening in the world about uh, six uh, uh, six guys a couple of days ago six guys in Argentina were raping uh, a girl four of them were inside a car and two of them were like checking out outside the car and they were like destroying a, a girl mm. and uh, sometimes men are like really <clears throat> not talking about these things and it's like the women that are like come on until what needs to happen that these things stop happening you know mm. it, it it's incredible that it's still happening um and we really have a, a, a huge responsibility as men uh, to, to talk, uh, to have these conversations, to, to, to stop normalizing and, and, and uh, that, that is uh, good to talk about women uh, as an object, you know, because this is very normalized in man meetings that it's, and it's like, yeah, it's not good. And uh, yeah, I went in this branch because it's something very, very strong that I saw uh, today and yesterday. I've been seeing in the in the social media and this what what happened and and it's very very strong. I, I, I feel like um, but it, it's a branch of the same tree because the yes, it's like the tree of pain, of sorrow, of suffering that brings into. Uh, the expression of those people that are have not been able to uh, witness their emotions in a way that uh, brings resolution to that or healing mm. and the expression of that non-healing is anger is violence is all these things that are going on in the world so as as we make this pro this process or this progress towards opening up and and understanding that each of us has things to work on and it's important to like stare them at the eyes and stand still and witness them and work through them 
that is what will bring this tree into into blossoming and that is what will bring this new new humanity to take place and to come forward and and i i think there is a lot of importance in 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 what we have talked about and and i would like to like close asking you what would you say to that 13 year old felipe that is listening to uh, the sound of perseverance what would you say to him i love you and i believe in you I love in you and I believe in you. And whatever you want to do it, do it. I'm with you. I support you. Mm. Whatever you want to be, be. I will support you. Don't listen because uh, it's super easy to criticize. It's super easy to... To criticize, it's super easy to criticize, but uh, to go and get things done and to do and to dream and to make those dreams happen, it's not easy, but it's great. And I think we should all be doing that. Hmm. There's always gonna be dreams. Uh, once one is done, we will come another one and then another one and then another one. We should be doing them. Making those dreams happen, be a reality. Because I, I think that uh, dreams are, are really like a technology from the soul that is bringing us uh, closer to, to fulfill our maximal potential here yeah i am i came into the you you spoke about dreams and uh, i came back to the lyrics of the first song of the album scavenger of human sorrow uh, that says shallow are words for those who starve for a dream not their own to slash and scar big words small mind behind the pain you will find a scavenger for human sorrow scavenger um, and that talks to me about the importance of living your own dreams yeah and shutting down the noise that comes from outside so i i want to um, use this space as a way of expressing gratitude to you because uh, you have been uh, a model for that in my life the one that is like opening the the road in front and showing me that dreaming is what 
is to be done and fuck those scavengers and yeah let's keep it going man let's keep it yeah. happening uh, let's keep opening ourselves sharing ourselves with the world so that we can heal ourselves through that uh -huh. hmm. i love you brother thank you for for this opportunity also to to translate through a piece of music what's going on inside ourselves it's uh, it's amazing how how music is such a bridge between the internal and the external and when we are really connected uh, or connecting with music how much can it bring to us it's uh, yeah thank you really appreciate this conversation and and to share a little bit um, Yes, and, 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 and to talk about pain, uh, it's uh, so important to normalize pain, to normalize to talk about pain and to talk about depression and to talk about all these temas. Mm. Um, it's, uh, for, for most people, it's something they don't want to talk uh, because it's so difficult to open up and talk about the things or to cry or open up your, the emotions. And it's something we need to do more and more and uh, it's it's very important especially in in such a painful times as a collective uh, it's um, it's really important it's time to feel man it's time to be we came here for that Thank you. Thank you. And see you in the next one. Yes. See you at the other side. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I, I will close <coughs> this and leave it here. <laughs>